Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Bethany Giles, a licensed clinical social worker at the Marquis Cancer Center. Welcome, Bethany. Thanks so much for having me. So, Bethany, in your work, you really focus on oncology social work. So, working with those individuals or family members that may um, have been recently received a cancer diagnosis or going through cancer treatments. And today's topic is going to focus on toxic positivity, which is a new term for me, not something that I've heard before. But you're going to share with us, you're going to explain to us a little bit about what toxic positivity is, and then also give us some ideas about how a patient or a caregiver might be able to address the situation differently. So let's just start with the basic definition. What is toxic positivity? Yeah, so um, I should be clear to start. The term toxic positivity is not really a clinical term. It's kind of become a more cultural concept, maybe, or something that we've started talking about over the last couple of years. And to be frank, I don't even love the term, but we can maybe get into that (laughs) later. But I think the concept is really valid um, and still absolutely something that I hear many patients as well as caregivers talk about. And so a couple definitions that we may use to kind of conceptualize this idea of toxic positivity is essentially the assumption either by oneself or others that despite a person's emotional pain or difficult situation, they should only have a positive mindset. Some other ways that I've seen people define it is this idea of holding a perpetually positive outlook to the point that one denies their own emotions or the emotions of others, or even the act of avoiding, suppressing, or rejecting negative emotions or experiences. So it's really just this idea of I should be positive or someone else should be positive no matter the circumstances. And it sometimes can kind of neglect very valid, difficult circumstances or difficult, unpleasant emotions somebody may be experiencing. As I listen to you talk, kind of my takeaway is is that when we're thinking about the term toxic positivity is that all of our emotions are valid, especially when experiencing cancer diagnosis or cancer treatments, that it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be scared, that we don't necessarily always have to have the positive front. Exactly, exactly. And and I think that's the potential damage uh, of this concept is that it really invalidates emotions that are completely valid and, and sometimes completely appropriate for a circumstance. Just like you said, if I've just received a cancer diagnosis to feel anxious, to feel overwhelmed, to feel discouraged, 
All of those are, while unpleasant, 100% appropriate emotional responses to that circumstance. And that, that idea of toxic positivity is kind of perpetuates this thought of, I'm not allowed to feel that way. I'm not supposed to feel that way. And what we often find in mental health and in therapy is that shoving those feelings down and not giving ourselves permission to feel them is can actually kind of cause more distress and more damage over time than really giving ourselves permission and, and giving those emotions space to kind of have their purpose and, and do what they're there to do. So how is it that an individual can avoid the mindset of toxic positivity? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I want to be really clear about is that I I think the tough thing with toxic positivity, and I think the reason I said I don't love that term toxic is because I think often it's coming from a really good place. When we ourselves are wanting to be positive in the midst of a difficult circumstance, or I'm watching someone I care about go through something difficult and I'm trying to be encouraging, oftentimes this is never coming from, you know, a cruel or intentionally harmful place. It's us trying to be helpful um, and trying to be encouraging. And, And I think to be frank, often comes from, especially as an outsider, maybe as a caregiver or watching someone go through something difficult, we just don't know what to say. Right. Um, I was thinking that, that it's just, you don't know what to say. And you certainly, as a, as a caregiver or an outsider, you don't want to be a downer. You, you don't, you, you, you know, so you don't know what to do. Exactly. Um, and so I, I really want to make that clear is, um, you know, I, I think oftentimes this is coming from a good place. It is not people being cruel or malicious or intentionally invalidating. And so uh, kind of my first recommendation, maybe particularly for someone with that outsider perspective. So maybe a caregiver, maybe a friend or family member, you're watching a loved one go through cancer, or really go through anything difficult. My biggest encouragement to start would be to give yourself permission to maybe be uncomfortable or, or really maybe to not know what to say. I have found often in therapy, talking with patients about conversations they're having with their loved ones is sometimes when we start really pushing the positivity of, oh, you're going to be all right, or aren't we glad that it's not worse, it's not this situation, it, it often comes from a place of we're trying to make ourselves feel better. We're trying to make ourselves feel comforted in a difficult situation. I've I've had many patients um, who have shared with me often frustration when maybe they've been sharing with someone how difficult treatment has been and how they've been really struggling. And people's response to them is, well, you look great. You look wonderful. And, And how, you know, that's that person trying to be encouraging. But to them, it feels like, number one, you totally just didn't hear everything I just shared. And number two, that can come from you're trying to make yourself feel better, that I'm really not that sick and that I'm going to be okay. So that's would be my first recommendation is just giving ourselves permission to maybe not know what to say or or to kind of feel that discomfort with somebody else while they're going through something tough. And I assume to make certain that we are actively listening and, and observing the cues of the other individual of, is this a time that they need to be supported through the feelings that that they currently have so so probably just maintaining that active listening 
Absolutely. I think context is key with these kinds of things. I think oftentimes when our positivity is unhelpful is exactly when we're when we're not really listening or when we're taking not taking context into consideration. So kind of like that example I just gave, if somebody's sharing with you, yeah, I've been, you know, doing chemo for the past few months. I feel terrible. I just feel really sick and I'm just having a hard time and I hate what I look like and I've lost my hair and I feel terrible. You know, if, if someone is just expressing a struggle, that is maybe a moment for, for validation rather than trying to smooth that over and make it not so terrible. I think those are often great opportunities to, to respond with things like, gosh, that seems so hard. Yeah, I can't imagine that would be really difficult or, yeah, man, I think I would be having a hard time too. So I I think you're exactly right that that context is key. If someone is sharing something and we're thinking that maybe our positivity is appropriate in the context, maybe they're, they're sharing good news. Like, yeah, I was feeling so sick and I'm finally feeling better and I'm so excited about that. Or my hair's finally growing back and I'm excited about that. Absolutely, those are going to be our cues to also be positive and share in that excitement. Of, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm really encouraged and you look so good and I'm so excited about that. How can a patient communicate to others, communicate to their caregiver or a friend or whoever it is that they might might be talking with, that their positivity is not necessarily what's what's needed? We've talked about how can an individual maybe pick up on the cues from the patient, but it, how can the patient communicate that to the individual? Yeah, absolutely. So my encouragement would always be that gentle yet assertive communication is never a bad thing. You know, as an outsider, I think it can be really effective in these moments if you're feeling unsure how to respond to ask, hey, what do you need right now? Would it be helpful for me to give encouragement or do you just need to vent and need validation? And I think similarly, if if I'm the patient or if I'm the person who feel feels like I'm receiving this positivity and it's not really helpful. I think to communicate that is totally appropriate. Um, And it doesn't have to be this huge, big thing. It can be something as simple as, you know, I, I, I hear you trying to be encouraging to me and I really appreciate that. Sometimes what I feel is even more helpful is just being validating and giving me this open space to to kind of share when I'm having a hard time. You know, just something as simple as that, as, you know, sometimes when you say X, Y, and Z, you know, it can come off as invalidating. And I know that's not your intention at all. So maybe X, Y, Z would be more helpful for me. You know, something very as simple as that, because I think as from kind of from the patient perspective, when we are getting a lot of these messages, um, those can be internalized. And I think sometimes for ourselves personally, we can just be just as guilty of kind of feeling that pressure to be positive. I've heard that from so many patients of I'm having a hard time and I feel like I'm not supposed to be, you know, I'm feeling this pressure that I'm, I'm supposed to be positive or often in therapy, I'll hear people share they're having a really hard time and then end the statement with, but I would be okay or everything's okay. fine, you know, totally invalidate everything they just said. And I think it comes from that discomfort with our own difficult feelings. And so that could be another, you know, would be another encouragement as well as, is to maybe practice validating your own feelings. 
there's kind of this idea of practicing self-compassion. And for someone who's maybe struggling, it might be a great thing to look into. And it's really just this idea of when we're struggling to just give ourselves a moment to acknowledge this is a moment of suffering. This is really tough what I'm going through right now. And then maybe asking ourselves, what do I need? What would be helpful for me? Would it be helpful to, you know, maybe encourage myself in this way or focus on something positive or practice gratitude? Or would it be helpful for me maybe to just sit and hang out in this low place? Because I think really at the end of the day, we we get to do both. We get to acknowledge both the good and the bad of our circumstance. I think often we feel like we got to be positive or negative, like we got to align with one camp. When I, I truly believe that we get to practice gratitude of, I'm so glad I'm still here. I'm so glad my prognosis is good and also still validate this treatment is really hard or I'm really struggling in this area. So yeah, I think assertive communication and just practicing that validation with ourselves can go a long way. Bethany, as we wrap up today, I think what kind of a great statement to end on is that we get to do both and that it is okay. And communication is is difficult, but being the active listener and being open in those communication lines is so important for both the patient and the caregiver. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu. Building strong families, building Kentucky. It starts with us.